Hey, John. How are you this week? Hi, Elliot. How's it going? It's good. Um, I'm in uh, Phoenix, Arizona to watch uh, a game in the NBA Finals. Well, good luck to the Bucks, man. Thank you very much. So this week, um, uh, FATF uh, issued its uh, second 12-month review of the revised standards on virtual assets and virtual asset service providers. I assume you saw that? I did. And obviously, a lot of us in the community are trying to figure out the scope and guardrails around crypto. So this was an interesting exercise, more than an exercise. Uh, obviously, FTTF has created these standards, trying to figure out what the jurisdictions are doing. So um, they're, they're going to do more. But I, I thought this was a, a good indication that there's been movement. Yeah, so uh, back in, uh, if I've got my timing right, back in 2019, they issued the original standards. Um, a lot of uh, discussion and investigation. And then uh, the standards contemplated a uh, uh, periodic review. So they did a 12-month review last July in 2020, and this is the second 12-month review. Uh, one of the things they pointed out is uh, in addition to the um, 38 members of FATF, they had 90 other members uh, who actually participated in the review by, and this is a self-reporting process. And uh, it's interesting, um, you know, they pointed out, for example, the challenges of virtual currencies and other virtual assets as it relates to the increasing challenges of ransomware and things like that. Right. And one of the, the other things that uh, sort of stuck out from my perspective was the, the metrics on peer-to-peer transactions. They said, based on what they've seen and input from, I think, seven blockchain analytic companies, they said that there's a potentially significant amount of virtual assets that are transferred in that, in that space, peer-to-peer, and the share of illicit transactions are higher for those type of transactions uh, compared with, uh, you know, transactions with uh, virtual asset service providers. So a lot of good data in there. And I thought that that was particularly useful as we, again, as we try to try to try to figure out this very, to me at least, complicated world. The other thing that I thought was, yeah, I agree with you. I thought that was interesting. The other thing that caught my eye was the fact that um, the report talks about one of the ways they're measuring effective implementation of the standards is how many countries or participating organizations, you know, what the adoption, uh, the, um, the adoption of the travel rules. So if you, I mean, for our listeners, right. uh, you'll recall that the, the travel rule uh, is part of the uh uh, regulations related to the Bank Secrecy Act in the U.S., and it involves uh, trans- uh, sending certain information along with transactions as they move through the system. And um, I won't, I'm, these are my words, not FATF's words, but really kind of the gold standard for uh, are, is there transparency and are you really serious about having a regime that's effective in terms of helping combat financial crime is whether or not the travel rule or some version of it has been adopted and is effectively implemented. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, I think 
connected to all of this in the U.S. is I know that FinCEN, uh, their acting director has background in this space, worked for chain analysis. They've added a new staff person uh, with that background. And then the other thing that just struck me this morning, uh, Elliot, in the news was uh, in the U.S. Senator Elizabeth Warren, who's on the Senate Banking Committee, has sent a letter to the SEC uh, basically saying that the uh, the risk to consumers by what she's calling the highly opaque and volatile cryptocurrency market uh, is a problem and blasted its lack of regulation. So uh, sort of consistent with, you know, FATF is trying to figure figure out where the gaps are, where the issues are. In, in the U.S., obviously, we're trying also to figure this out. And, um, you know, Senator Warren uh, made it very clear that um, the demand in this space has skyrocketed, but she at least calls the lack of what she's con- uh, characterizing as lack of common sense regulation has put people at the mercy of fraudsters and manipulators. She doesn't really talk about the use of of this for illicit transactions, but just talks in general about the lack of information, uh, you know, for investors. So I think there's a lot. And, then, and as we know, the Federal Reserve, uh, Chairman Powell, Treasury Secretary Yellen have also made strong statements about crypto. So clearly it's not, is it just a global issue, but it's a, a global concern of groups like FATF and of course our own, uh, our own government. Yes. Uh, the other thing that was interesting in the report is kind of looking at uh, near-term next steps. Uh, we're likely to see updated guidance in the space, um, maybe by the uh, by the end of the year. Right. Um, and so, uh, again, this is a very rapidly moving area, and FATF is clearly recognizing that. And they, to their credit, they've, you know, they have this very strong process that when they implement or when they issue guidance and then and standards uh, to really figure out what's happening with them globally. So um, I think we should watch for that. And then uh, I'm sure that that uh, they'll continue to do these 12 month reviews. So again, uh, a year from now, we'll see the next one. So for more information, go to the FATF dash gafi.org website and it's as elliot mentioned it's the second 12-month review of the revised fatf standards on virtual assets and virtual asset service providers and so uh, it's the second of a of a number of reviews and then uh you know to listen to us each week you can go on itunes and subscribe um we uh try to give you a quick snapshot of an important element during the week and we appreciate everybody listening yep You have a really good weekend and uh, stay safe. I'll talk to you next week. All right. Go Bucks. (laughs) Bye-bye.